welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Bob, today on the show, we have Shay Bynes again. This is your friend that you introduced me to, and she's rocked our world. <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. The thing that I love about her is like, she calls herself the chief fire igniter. It just cracks me up. I know, what a name. And I'm going to read a little bit of her bio just so our, our listeners can know yeah. who she is. Shay Bynes is a passionate storyteller and a strategist who ignites and equips leaders to be catalysts for transformation in their spheres of influence. Shay co-founded the kingdom-driven entrepreneur movement in 2012 in her most popular book, Grace Over Grind, which we're going to talk about today. How grace will take your business where grinding can't is shifting the way people work, live, and engage the world around them. And this, this group that she has has over a thousand people in it. I think it's a couple thousand people in it. And they're peer-to-peer resourcing and encouraging each other about how to do business as a kingdom-minded person, yeah. with Shay being one of the main thought leaders in that process. And she definitely has changed the way she's been a thought leader to me already. She's changed the way that I thought. And we need that right now. We need people who are going to, who are going to press us past the status quo, even as a mature Christian into something greater. So I really, I'm so glad you introduced me to her. Yeah. I think um, our listeners are going to love the passion that she has. And, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk about before we have her on is, is sort of this, like the title of her book, Grace Over Grind kind of is so intriguing. And, you know, the subtitle is, um, you know, how grace will take your business where grinding can't like that just, It's like, wait a second, you know, we all learn that we have to grind, that we have to work hard, that we have to go after. That's what everybody's saying right now the most is you have to work hard if you want success. Yeah. Like you have to go into a different level than everybody else in the world around you and the whole thing. And there's truth to that. But. Yeah. Well, even I talk about work ethic. Yeah. I, I, I talk about work ethic and I, you know, I think part of that's missing in, in the Christian world. And, and I think work ethic is a good thing, but it has to be balanced with uh, grace. And I think we're going to hear from Shay what that looks like. Yeah. That great balancing act. I love how you and I even talk about that this year, 2021, we've talked yeah. about several times. Yeah. The balancing act as you take on new roles, as you take on new projects, as you take on new reputations because of some of those things. How do we balance our life out when there's different kinds of demand and different kinds of needs and different kinds of, you know, because we're not just doing something. Each one of us is not just doing something that affects ourselves, but it affects the world, which means that we have to learn how to rebalance all the time. If it's just about me developing a product and, you know, selling it, that'd be one thing. But it's never just about that. There's always a movement and conversations and people and communities that are impacted, which create a ton more work. And we don't plan for that part. We never plan for the other stuff. So the grind becomes 10 times as hard for people who aren't being led by God or aren't doing it with God because they don't know how to handle all of that stuff. So usually what happens is there's an implosion in themselves or at home or in the business itself. And I love how that grace message that she's bringing that you, you obviously walk in, you, you bring that message all the time. It's, it's like the super flow that we get into with God, but, but it also requires discipline. It requires, you know, saying no to a lot of things and setting new boundaries and margins and, all, yeah. you know, protecting that relationship with God at all costs. Yeah. So, well, listeners, um, up next, Shea Bynes. Hey, my fellow explorers, 
We have a brand new book out, and if you've ever been given a word that you're a Joseph, an Esther, a Solomon, or a Daniel, you need to learn how to hear God the way that they did. You need to have that place inside of you that connects to God, that can believe for his solutions on the world today, and for his problem-solving ability, his wisdom, his strategy. And so we've written this book called Wired to Hear, and it's connecting God's voice to your career and place of influence. You are gonna love this book. I wanna encourage you to get it today. My friend Bob Hassan, who does Exploring the Marketplace with me and myself, wrote this to take you on a journey of how to succeed in your place of career with God's voice and with connection to Him. Visit Bowles Ministries today and look up Wired to Hear or go to any bookstore you know and you should be able to find Wired to Hear. But get it, review it, and share it with someone else. Well, Shay, we have you back again for part two. Thanks for coming. Well, thanks for having me back. Well, you have so many stories and you've encouraged so many people in the same space we're talking to through this podcast. We had to have you back. We had to hear more just because it wasn't enough. And so even though it's several weeks later, we were like, let's do this again. And I'm sure many things have happened, even because in an entrepreneur's life, several <laughs> weeks is like a year. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> These are the facts. It's so funny. Sometimes I talk to other friends and I'm like, so what are you working on? What's going on in life? And they may be like what they talked to me about three years ago. And it was just totally fine. No judgment. And then they asked me and I'm like, fire us. And <laughs> like, they're exhausted listening to me. I'm like, oh, I yes. should know my audience. <laughs> yes, this, this is the life of the entrepreneur. <laughs> but it's good. Well, we're going to get right into it. Uh, since we talked to you last, is there any God highlights before we get into the rest of the interview? Anything that God's done that's just maybe through what you guys have uh, birthed this network of, you know, all these entrepreneurs, literally over a thousand entrepreneurs, or is there anything in your own personal life that you want to just highlight that God's been doing? Yeah, well, it's actually been interesting because I probably didn't even share this last time we spoke, but my husband became the CEO of yes. Kingdom Driven LLC last November, and it was a total God thing. Neither wow. of us anticipated it neither one of us would have guessed that that was the case. And so what happened is when he became in that role, I was like, Lord, you'd been showing me that I was going to be doing this, but something else. So I knew he was making space for something. And so the last few months have been so interesting for me because now I've had to get out of the box of being CEO of Kingdom Driven LLC to, okay, Lord, it's like I'm kind of a chairwoman and an advisor and there's still things here, but I know you're opening up other things. And so it's been interesting because God gave me a vision last year. I had several prophetic words about this for years, but I didn't have a vision about this myself directly from the Lord until last year. And I saw myself in spaces. I knew that he was starting to shift me a bit into uh, conversations on economics and policy mm -hmm. and government and bringing kingdom solutions in the midst of that. And that was so far-fetched to me. I hated politics. I never spoke publicly about topics around all the things that they say don't talk about. But last year, after the George Floyd situation, he had me speaking publicly, very uncomfortable for me, publicly on topics of race, topics of uh, politics and how to have a kingdom over everything perspective in the midst of all this stuff. So it was like, so I was talking to conservatives. I was talking to liberals. I was talking to all the people like, here's how we have a kingdom lens in the midst of all these arguments that are happening. And God just started opening up just new areas that were very odd to me for me to be walking in. Yeah. And so fast forward, was this last month? I was in, I was at Bethel speaking at the Heaven in Business Conference. Right. 
And, and so they have these prophetic sessions that happen that you can do as an option. And so I go in there and these two ladies who know nothing about me, uh, we pray, we sit down and the first thing the woman says to me is, I see a government call on your life. I see you surrounded by congressmen and congresswomen. And she just went all the way in on what the Lord has been talking to me about. So wow. I'm in an interesting uh, new phase that has a lot of mystery because I, I really don't know exactly what God's up to in the midst of it, but I'm just kind of like following the breadcrumbs along the way where he's like putting me in odd places with people that I normally wouldn't be having conversations with and just seeing what he's up to while I'm a kingdom driven entrepreneur as a speaker, you know, speaking and still teaching and all of that. I think it's so interesting, Shay, because on one hand, you're, uh, you come from a computer programming background, you're strategic, you're uh, methodical. On the other hand, you listen to God. Right. <laughs> That's and, right. <laughs> and so it's part of you wants a strategic plan, but uh, you're in this, you're in this place right now where you have to follow kind of God's leading, like what's he doing and yeah. putting one foot in front of the other. It must be an interesting sort of tension. Well, it is. I mean, this was the tension that I was faced with, you know, yeah. in 2012 when Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur showed up. But yeah. this is different because now I'm in the tension of on one hand, as it relates to Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur, I'm in this place where it's like I've developed in this for years. So I have this flow. I'm comfortable. I have confidence in what God's doing over here. And then I'm taken away out of the CEO, but still speak, you know, speaking and sharing and teaching in this area. So he's, so I'm really comfortable there. And then there's all this mystery again. So I feel like I'm back in 2012 with the mystery stuff, but now the tension is not leaning into the thing I'm most comfortable with that I've been walking with God with for almost a decade now and leaving enough space for him to continue to speak to me and to just follow these doors as he's opening them on this thing that's very mysterious to me. Yeah. And also, by the way, not currently revenue generating either. So there's the tension of, of just walking confidently in something that you've been building it and then just saying, okay, Lord, but I have no idea what you're doing over here. <laughs> I want to go back a little bit because I love what you're saying. I'm going to go back a little bit to the fact that your husband took on this role. How has it been working for him to leave his career and actually say, well, I'm going to go for it here and working together on this level? Like talk about that a little bit about yeah. faith who are all of a sudden joining their careers. Cause that's not everybody who's called to be married is called to work together or minister together or do all these things. That's right. You know, we, you know we're seeing through you, my wife and I are like that. I know Bob's career is separate from Lauren, but the way that they do it together, they're still, um, shared responsibility. Yes. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is even though Phil, um, so he's a massage therapist, he still is. And he's been doing that for 21, 22 years. Wow. And he's always, I need him to come right now. and he's really good. You should get a massage from him. <laughs> but ever since Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur started in 2012, he's always been a source of wisdom. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like, so every week I was talking, all the time I would talk to him about what was going on with Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur. When my co-founder was actively involved, the two of us would have conversations with Phil about what's going on, you know? Wow. And so he's always been involved from a good advice, you know, kind of encouraging perspective, but he wasn't a part of the actual team. But I think this was 2019. The Lord showed me, oh, it's time to bring him on the team. 
And I didn't even know what was what that would be for. And so we just I asked him about it and he prayed about it. And he goes, okay, if this is what God's doing, cool. So we hopped on the team, but we just gave him a title. We didn't, we had no clue what he was going to be doing. We were just like, here, just you're on the team and you're a mentor or whatever. <laughs> and so we didn't know what he's supposed to be doing. He was still doing his massage business, but he just kind of come on the team meetings, be a source of encouragement or whatever. But then last year when he showed me, me doing other things, I'm like, well, what are we doing with the CEO thing? And the Lord, the Lord told our prophetic strategist, it's Phil. So when she brought it to, that up to me, I was like, I laughed out loud when she told me because I didn't think that made sense. And so did the COO. We both laughed. Wow. So we're like, he's been doing massage for 20 something years. And so I said to the Lord, okay, I cannot tell my husband who's been doing massage for 20 something years that he's supposed to be the CEO of this company of which I co-founded. <laughs> so I put, it, I put it in the Lord's hands and the Lord gave him a dream some years, some not years, some months later and showed him in that dream how he was to take this role. So he took it on and reduced his hours as a massage, ther a massage therapist. And he, now he does both. Um, one of the things, and he's doing a great job. I mean, he's just having to do what I did, which is seek the Lord about, okay, if you have me here, what's the assignment? Like, what am I supposed to be adding here? You know, I've had my wife doing this for years. Like, why am I here and what am I to add? And the word the Lord gave him was, you're to father the movement. I want you to, I want to show you what it's like to father the movement that your, your wife's been mothering, right? And so he's been just kind of walking with the Lord on what does that look like? What does that mean internally for the team, as well as externally with all the community that we serve, you know? And so he's been doing a great job and he still is able to do his massage just on a condensed, on a condensed schedule. Cause he loves massage. He loves it. Oh. So he's doing I, a great I, job. I love we've done great. I love giving it. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the things that um, Bob and I have looked at is that there's a lot of organizations that are Christian driven that are helping business leaders, entrepreneurs, people to grow in their skills, but also a relationship with God. And you guys are doing it in a phenomenal way. Can I know I know we talked about this a little bit before, but can you talk about some of the highlights of giving yourself to this since 2012? Because I know there's other people who are like, we want to start a group or we want to start a ministry or we want to start something yeah. in our church or we want to start a business. One of the people I just talked to, she just started a uh, basically like a prophetic interpretation of your journey, but it's a, it's actually a business consulting yes. to help you to navigate your spiritual journey. And they're doing phenomenal. She's had to hire two more people because they get so many appointments. And these are the kinds of things that have never really been done this way before. Like what you're doing has never been done that I've heard of or it hasn't been done maybe as prolifically because we have social media now. We right. have ways to reach people. So can you talk about that and some of the reward of that? Yeah, I mean, it really has been more than I ever could have imagined. But I'll also tell you that it, it wasn't a fast process. You know, yeah. in 2012, saying yes to it, I had to grow in the very thing in which I'm sharing on, right? Mm -hmm. So it was a few years of learning myself how to make sure that I'm feeling confident that I hear him, that I'm responding, that I'm willing to do the uncomfortable things. Mm -hmm. It wasn't enough to just be uncomfortable enough to start this thing with a complete stranger. There was a whole lot of other things along the way that I had to be, you know, grow just this confidence in. Uh, we would do live events and we wouldn't be able to do it with all the plans that we would normally do. And I had to flow with the Holy Spirit in front of a group of people. And it's just like, 
I've never, I had never laid hands on anyone. He's like, touch this person. And the person laid, and I'm like, what? I don't even understand what's happening around me. Right. So there was a lot of things that I had to learn and walk in myself. And I was just doing it out loud in front of a lot of people and sharing what I was learning along the way. And then as I grew, he began to open more doors. And what happened was, and this was what, six and a half years later, I believe, uh, when, uh, when I was beginning to write this book, Grace Over Grind, which ended up being like the breakout book, it was book number 10. And when I was writing Grace Over Grind, he says to me, when you release this book, you're going to be the poster child for the message in this book. It was the life I'd been living, how to work by the infinite power of God's grace instead of doing things by our own grind, right? So I'd been living it and walking it. So he's like, you're going to release this book. And after I released that book, it was like we went into supernatural acceleration mode. I mean, we've now reached almost a million people. That happened, and not because I spent thousands of dollars on ads. We didn't even have enough money at that time. We were making, what, 100000 in a year in revenue at that time? We didn't have huge budgets to spend on marketing. God did that thing. It was a series of kind of like, it was a series of like supernatural events <laughs> that yeah. led to hundreds of thousands of people coming into the community at no cost to us through yes. the new version Bible app. And then from there, speaking engagements, all the things just started happening. And then revenue wise, we grew by two and a half times. Then we, we, you know, we doubled again. And then it's like, and we've just haven't stopped growing ever since then. You but know, Shay, I, Shay, I love your subtitle, how grace will take your business where grinding can't. Yeah. It's literally talk, my life story. <laughs> so, so talk about that a little bit, like exhaustion, grinding, all the things that we do as entrepreneurs or business owners, why, why does, talk to us about grace. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I think that a lot of people will think about grind from the physical exhaustion and working too many hours perspective. But what they miss is that it doesn't matter how many hours you're working, you could still be working primarily in your own strength doing things yeah. based off of your own insight, your own wisdom, your own experiences, leaning on your own understanding. There's a lot of people who they might work 10 or 20 hours a week and not be physically exhausted, but yet they're still grinding, right? They're missing out on the infinite power of God's grace through that partnership with him, right? And so we talk about this idea of grinding from so many different perspectives. Yes, from overworking, but also from the mind grind when you're consistently just <laughs> overanalyzing, you know? Uh, people who have financial anxiety, whether they have a lot of it or a little bit of it, but they're always consumed by it, regardless of how often they're working, there is physical exhaustion. There's the idea of uh, if it's got to be, it's up to me. You know, I pray hard, but I work really hard and much harder. You know, all of these things where it's like you're missing out on the goodness, the empowerment that comes yeah. from God when you're working with him, not for him, but like with him. And you don't get that flavor and that grace that, and that goodness of just walking it with him in a way that actually shows his glory as opposed to your own, to the people around you, you don't get that when you're grinding in your own strength. And so it's interesting because I've, so I've been having this conversation with entrepreneurs since 2000, well, really probably since 2013 when I was beginning to walk it out, but in a really intentional way since the book came out and, and I'm constantly faced with people who only want to think of themselves as grinders if they're working a hundred hours a week or they're physically exhausted. I'm like, you're still missing out. You're right. It's really about that. It's really about that partnership with God. It's learning how to work in his rest all the time, you know, it's a different flow. 
in the message version, I can't remember the exact scripture, but one of the things that that author said is the unforced rhythms of grace. That's the foundation scripture for the book. It's okay. the scripture that changed me. It's Matthew 11, 28 through 30 in the message. I, I commit to reading that, but I think like for, you know, I remember going with a, a really good runner. He runs triathletes or triathlons and stuff. And he was trying to teach us how to run. There's a group of us and, you know, we dedicated like a month to this. And he said, you'll hit a euphoria. It's going to be ugly until you hit that place. I mean, you hit that place, you'll love it from that point on. And I never hit that place with running. So I was like, I give up. So I was like, try something else. And I remember I was bike riding at the time a lot too. And I always hit that place when I was bike riding when I was a kid, but I never thought of it. Where all of a sudden you're in flow state, basically, like things flow in a different pace in a different way. And you're just enjoying life and you're gone, yes. you know, and people don't realize they're going to have that in work that you've literally surrendered your schedule, your contracts, everything to God. Yes. That doesn't mean you're not working. Oh yeah, I work. And so that, that place that you're talking about, I think is one of the missing secret sauces of walking with God in the marketplace, whether you're in yeah. a career, whether you have a business. Because that there will always be grinding to some degree. There will always be a measure of work, I should say, not grinding, but work to some degree. Yes. But man, that that grace, I know for Bob too, it's led us into places that we'd never go. And so therefore you can't use your energy to maintain it. You can't. That's right. You can't. I love that. So I love your message so much. Yeah. yeah. And if you did grind, if you did grind to get it, you would have to use all your energy to maintain it. And who wants Absolutely. to do that, right? Yeah, that's so, one of yeah. my mentors said. If you build it out of your own strength, you have to maintain it in your own strength. These are but the facts. God has in another way. And I remember when he said that, I would apply that scripture to things I was building. Okay, is how much of this is me? Because I'm going to have to work that hard on the other end of you know the, the opportunity. And I've always used that as a measure of like, did I get here by myself? Yeah. I don't yeah. want those opportunities anymore. Yeah, exactly that. I had this really interesting conversation with the Lord one time. And I, I'd been teaching on Grace of a Grind for a long time. And then a lot of people were talking about this idea of hard work. There was one day Holy Spirit said to me, look up the word hard. And so I went, because I like, Christians love hard work, right? It's like foundation. And so I go and I looked up the word hard and it said, unyielding, difficult Ooh. to penetrate. And he says, wow. would you ever want your work to be hard work? And I was like, nope. And he says, it's diligent work. And so from that point on, I never talked. I was like, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to idolize the idea of hard work, not grinding, but it's hard work. It's just, it is diligent work done with the Lord because I don't want my work to be unyielded. I want it to be completely yielded, completely surrendered. And I don't want to be difficult for him to penetrate what I'm doing. Right. I want him to be able to have a free flow in, in the movement of, of business. So it's almost like I'm on a mission against the phrase hard work oh, that we want to used to feel comfortable about saying that we're not grinding. <laughs> I mean, people though, they say things like after they've worked over, overworked, you know, lost their family and their first marriage because of their career, whatever else. Right. And they go, but I wouldn't trade it for the world because this is, you know, and I look at that and I go, there's a better way. There's you a learn more way. out of goodness and grace than you do out of the God redeeming suffering. Like yes. we were made to learn out of his grace. Yes. He, will, he will redeem and use all things for our good when we suffer. But as someone who had good parents growing up, like I'm so glad I didn't have to go through abuse to teach me the same lessons. And I remember one of the people close to me said, I would never trade all the abuse I had in the world. But I, this is who I am now. And they almost had identity in the abuse, like workers, you know, people who are in work go, I have identity in the grind. Yeah. I did this. Yeah. Like I work, you have to work this hard. I'm like, but then you put that on your children. Yes. And on your children's children. And if you put it that way, you go, oh, they they wouldn't actually want their children to work like they did. They'd want their children to have a different quality of life, but they're accepting yes. something in their identity that's unhealthy. So and it good. happens all the time. So for me, I'm like, 
we were meant to learn and thrive in God's grace and goodness yes. more than the suffering. And I think people just have to hear that over and over. Yes. I think it is something that has to be heard over and over and over again. It's very, because it's easy to go back to a default setting. It really is. Yeah. Your original right. setting, but your yeah, default yeah. setting, right? <laughs> Bob and I know our default setting. We're wearing the same shirt. I, those of you who are visually watching this, <laughs> Bob <laughs> likes me so much he dressed just like me. <laughs> well, it's interesting, Shay. You know, I'm, I've always known that I'm partnering with God. I've always, um, in my business and anything I'm doing, given it over to the Lord. I've always said more of you, less of me. But I sometimes throughout my career have found I'm grinding. Yeah. And, you know, it's, I'm not someone who would stop and think and say, oh, I just need more grace. So how do you speak to the people who are out there who, who have, you know, dedicated like the Lord's my partner, I'm doing all these things, but they're still grinding. What are a couple steps that they might take? Yeah. So first you have to recognize that you actually are. So let me ask you a question real quick. How would you know, Bob, that you are grinding? What would be the, how would you know that for you? Uh, I think my stress levels would go up. I think um, problems I would try to, I mean, in the past I've tried to control everything. Right. And so I, I know that's one of the things that I do when my stress level rises, when I kind of go silent and isolate. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So to me, if somebody recognizes that they're grinding, but they know that there's something available to them in God's grace, if they're at least at that point, right, then it's like, all right, so this is a point of surrender for me. So if I know that I'm grinding right now, I'm leaning into my own understanding, my stress levels are, are high, <laughs> then you've got to pull yourself back and get with the, the ultimate <laughs> business yes. partner, the ultimate chief everything officer, like the lover of your whole soul and get with him and spend that time to get your mind back right, to get your heart back realigned with his thoughts and his mind concerning you, and then go back at it again. I think that's a, it's a, I think some people give up too fast. Like they mm -hmm. embrace this idea of just kind of like working in God's rest and flowing. And then when they hit some kind of barriers, because they will, because they're shifting a completely different dynamic in terms of how they work, they'll say, oh, I can't do it. Like Sean gave that example with his running where it's like, well, I just, I'm, I'm not hitting that. So, you know, whatever. Right. And I think a lot of people in business will do that. And so then they'll just kind of default to their other, their other ways okay. and not realize that like, it's not like the father's like, oh, idiot just can't seem to get this together. It's like, <laughs> no, I'm still here. I still have something for you. I still have a better way for you. Come to me. Right. Get away with me. You recover your life. That's what it says in Matthew 11, 28 through 30 wow. in the message. Right. So I think it's about going back to him to get your heart and your mindset in the right place. I will tell you that because um, even though I teach this and I live this, I still have to work through this stuff, too. Now, eight years later. Right. But because I always know that there's more. So I'm in the season right now where I realized uh, this is the first time that I'm dealing with a lot of things, transitions at the same time. I have my, yeah, my oldest daughter who's about to move out of our home. I have the dynamics of me shifting into some new things that God's got for me. So there's transition there. I've got transition with one of my uh, middle children. So I've got transition happening professionally as a wife and as a mom all at the same time. <laughs> and so I realize that 
I was beginning to get into the mind grind as it relates to all of this stuff because it felt like too much and I felt like I had too many things to do. So it's like when I started to feel that stress, what do I have to do? I'm like, okay, clearly I'm believing a lie about something right now because I shouldn't be feeling stressed about this. God's called me to all of, all of this, right? To be able to thrive in his grace with all of this. So I'm asking, okay, well, what lie am I believing? I'm asking the Lord, like, what lie am I believing like right now? And it's like, you think that you have all these things to do okay, well, which things am I feeling like I have to do that I don't have to do, right? So it's just kind of just like, I have to do this now, this many years later. So I think the idea is to always just go back. renew. We have to keep renewing our minds over and over and over and over again, right? Okay. It's worth yeah. it. I think it gets harder the more, the more advanced you get in it because you're now dangling on the edge of God doing something. Yeah. Because it's you so far into it. I know there are a couple of times that Bob's even helped us to consult us. And I'm like, going, we can do this. And I start strategically planning. And Sheree, my wife, who partners doing the whole thing, says, it feels like you're trying to fix a lot of God's problems with your growth. <laughs> <That's so good. laughs> I just feel like there's something, the, all those are good, but it feels like you're going to work really hard to do them. Yes. When God wants you to do, you won't have energy for it anymore when it comes yes. because you've, you're filling space that may not need to be filled that way. And I'm like, Ugh. Yeah, but so I feel like even the further we get out on dependency of the Lord, we need each other and we need yes. this kind of material, like what you produce through this book, yeah. to help reground us. Yeah, it's super important. The other thing that's been really key for me is community, honestly, because right. I mean, if you don't have like minded, like hearted community around you with this stuff, the person who can actually recognize when you're going there when you shouldn't, the person who you could go and talk about the crazy stuff the Lord's putting on your heart, you know, without that the journey is much tougher. So it's like, yes, this is about my relationship with the Lord, but it's also about my relationship with others and community. That's been huge. And that's why Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur as a movement, why we focus so much on community, because we can help you shift your, with your heart, uh, you know, heart posture and mindset and show you kingdom business, a kingdom lens on the business operations and all of those things and help you do those things. But if you don't have community around you to walk with you in that, it's so easy to just go back to another way or think that you are a lunatic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think, you know, you're, you're talking about getting back to simplicity, getting back to your first love. And I think, you know, the older we get, the more years we have in the Lord, the more we've been in our career, we, we think that we can do it and we think it gets complicated. Right. But what you're saying is it's not complicated. It's you know, not. Get back to grace. Get back to your first love. I love it, Shay. Yeah, yeah. Well, how, really, do really book, how do people get your book, Overgrind, How Grace Will Take Your Business for Grinding Can? Oh, uh, they can go to graceovergrind.com and they can they can link that up there. It's like my favorite website ever, graceovergrind.com. <laughs> and then how do people join or connect to Kingdom Driven Entrepreneurship? Sure, that's at kingdomdrivenentrepreneur.com. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. This Absolutely. has been so insightful. I feel like yeah. Bob and I just had a conversation the other day that some of the things you said reground me and what we were talking about together. I don't know many of our listeners will feel the same way, but Bob, yeah. what do we have next? <laughs> Sean, you won't believe this. We have questions with Sean and Bob next. Stay tuned. Everything we're doing with our podcast is made possible by our incredible partners and financial contributors to our ministry. They are helping us to bring the equipment to upgrade everything we're doing to have the time and space to do this. It's a free offering we give to you. Maybe you're listening in your shower. Maybe you're listening in your car, your workout. Well, I want to continue to do this. I'm going to continue to have these incredible guests tell their prophetic process of how God's spoken to them so you can get a vision of how God speaks to you and also so that other people all around the world 
can have this resource at their fingertips from their smart device, their computer, their YouTube, whatever they have, that they will have this, this incredible resource. So go on the partnership journey with us. As a partner, you're gonna receive an email and communication every month from us. We resource you with a partnership page that has literally dozens and dozens of messages that only of our partners have. We also have partnership contribution back to you where we actually give resources. You guys get stuff first. Usually at Christmas time, we have a new book come out. You guys get it before everybody else and you get it signed. I love our partnership program. I love being on the journey with our partners because they are some of our, they're a team, they're our family. They're the ones who are contributing to make this happen. Come be a partner today. Go to bowlsministries.com under giving and membership and you will become a partner. <laughs> oh, we got a great question today, Bob, from Catherine. And she's talking about being a business owner with her fiance. This is exciting. about wearing too many hats. We all know this one. Yeah. Hi, my name is Catherine. And I was wondering, how do you manage um, a lot of hats? Uh, my fiance runs um, a business and I basically run it, the storefronts, it's a coffee shop, um, but we got multiple. And so you know, I manage, but then I do social media, but then I do designing, but then I also do like training and, you know, making sure, you know, the shops are together um, while he does, you know, the business, the financials. But how do I balance, you know, doing everything unto the Lord and like my best when things start to kind of just overwhelm from wearing too many hats? Thank you. Well, Catherine, I just have some really great news to, for you. Welcome to being entrepreneur. You do everything from sweeping the floors to serving the coffee to doing the P&Ls. It's, it's the most common problem, if you want to say it, with, with uh, owning your own business. And this is where we have to like lean on the Lord. We have to trust not on our own understanding, but his. Sean, what do you think? <laughs> I think the good thing about it is that you learn how to manage people because you do all their job first. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> you get so and like, no, you could work harder than this. I've done it before. You know, like you, you actually have done it. You know, yeah. uh, that's a joke though. You don't always have to do manage people that you've done their job. I think, you know, for me, I asked God for creativity when we were starting our church, which took a lot of entrepreneurship because we had zero funding and we had so many people. And for some reason, I'm thinking of that with a coffee shop because I went to a local college and just said, do you have any graphic artists that need some proven work in real time in like real places and a portfolio? And um, we'd love to give them an opportunity, but we can't pay a lot. So what, here's what we might be able to pay. And we ended up getting like 12 different graphic artists who worked for us who weren't even Christians, but knew what we were trying to build. And they brought the graph. I wanted really good graphic design, but I couldn't pay you know, $300 an image at the time or whatever it was. And so we, we changed what we were doing and said, let's just go to colleges. And when we were doing video editing stuff, I found people who were like, who are, you know, in the process of getting proven. And that's helpful too, just because you're, you're leaning on people who need sort of an internship or whatever, but um, just asking God for creative strategies like that to say, okay, God, how can I work myself out of a job in some of these areas? And is there somebody that you have, who's our team? Like as our team, even as our long-term forever team, who is the team of this month? Who's the team of this year? And sometimes you find that one of your other employees has multiple hats they can wear if you just give them the opportunity. And that's a big one is looking at the people around you and saying, it may take more work to delegate it, but the fruit of it might be that I just worked myself out of a job, which I'm the king of like delegating, even though I have to work really hard to do it. I'm like, I'm done with this. 
you're going to do it and not, not controlling, yeah. but like you get this, this is your opportunity to the point where I don't manage so much stuff that would be scary for people not to manage, but it's because I've so released it to the Lord and to people that I trust. And yes, things don't happen always the way that I want it to, or the way that I would do it, meaning, but it still happens. And I have to, when you're an entrepreneur, you have to give up that control, knowing that you're going to get results that aren't exactly how you would do it. As long as you get the results, you're happy. That's so good, Sean. Catherine, one of the things that you can do is you can, in your day or in your weekly planning, you can, you can, you can schedule these different hats that you're wearing for different days. You don't have to do them every day or every hour. You can, you can begin to manage your schedule by saying, um, on Fridays, I'm going to work on the accounting on, on, Tuesdays, I'm going to work on human resources on, I don't know what all your hats are, but I can imagine having, having a business. But if you start to schedule them and you bring, um, and you bring all the hats that you have, if you've listed on paper, you put them on a calendar and you say, I'm going to dedicate an hour towards this or an hour towards that on these certain days. That's one way that helped me when my business was young. And, and then like Sean said, which I think is just brilliant, looking for other people within the organization who it might be in their wheelhouse to do some of the things that aren't in your wheelhouse. So Catherine, thank you for the question. Oh, yeah. One more thing I'm going to say. Oh yeah. I just heard some from, from some friends they're in another country, but they did, um, they didn't have money during coronavirus and they were sitting out their ice cream and pints and they had an ice cream shop, like a creamy shop. And so they did, uh, if you're a graphic artist and you want free ice cream for three months, we're giving away free ice cream for three months to um, the person who wins our competition to make the best, commercial and three graphics for our social media. You have one day to film it here on location and they set up and five people signed up. It was only five people who signed up, but they had five great commercials and they ended up giving away three prizes because it made them so much money. So I, I love that incentivizing your, the people yeah. who are coming and interested in what you're doing. Like who is buying coffee from your coffee shop that is incredibly talented and would love to have a card that says they get free coffee once a day for three months or whatever, you know, like whatever it is, but the exchange, the bartering of that is so awesome. And so I incentivize your customer base too, like find ways that they can give back just a thought. Oh, that's a great thought. Okay, Catherine, thank you so much for your question. And if you'd like to ask questions, go to bowlsministries.com, B-O-L-Z, and there'll be, a, there'll be a button that says, Ask Questions with Sean and Bob. Press that button, record your question, and you'll be on Exploring the Marketplace. Yeah. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast, part of the Exploring Podcast series. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey, and we have amazing resources at our website, www.bowlsministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.